want to talk a little bit about real assets. If I take a look at the S&P Real Assets Total Return Index, it is up returning uh, 26% annually on average over the past five years, up 8% over the past one year alone. Jim Gasparoni is partner and head of Real Assets at Aberdeen Asset Management, here to make the case for investing in real assets. He joins us on the phone from Providence, Rhode Island. What exactly, though, do you mean when we're talking about real assets, Jim? Yeah, you know, you know, it's a it's a confusing um, definition. You know, basically, what we think of as real assets, they're tangible assets. Um, anything that really is not a financial asset, so something that has a physical component, you know, that has an ability to produce something, uh, and therefore they have they have intrinsic value. So, you know, one of the ways we describe it to to clients is if you can build something on it, and you know, if you can extract something from it, uh, or if you can grow and harvest something from it, you know, that's that's a real asset. So we think of building something. It's real estate or infrastructure, uh, extracting something, something in the mining or the energy sectors, uh, growing and harvesting timber and agriculture. Those are the types of things we think of when we think of real assets. Is it because you want there to be a tangible book value associated that, that you can sort of fall back on? There's, there's, there's no question. Downside protection is clearly one of the attractiveness of, uh, of real assets investments. And again, this is an asset class that people would think of as being added to the portfolio for a number of different reasons, not the least of which is to be an anchor to windward, to, you know, to kind of modify some of the volatility in a larger portfolio. What about, though, when you're in an environment, well, until recently, we didn't have too much volatility. How important is it then? Yeah, well, I, I would I would just say that I think one of the things that real real assets presents to a portfolio, right, is is, is the is the fact that it does provide diversification. So real assets as an asset class, you know, if you think of the underlying components, they're they're basically unrelated to some of the other you know factors that drive your portfolio. Now, real assets in itself, on in short term scenarios, can actually be quite volatile, but by and large, one of the reasons why you add that to your portfolio is because of the differentiated return profile, right? They're supported by commodities a wide variety of commodities and and a lot of those commodities and and the underlying investments actually produce an awful lot of income which again tends to modify some of the volatility you'd see in your in your portfolio uh it's interesting too what do you mean in terms of uh what what are you thinking about uh in terms of uh value how much weight to give to such assets in a portfolio yeah, I think one of the challenges for people is that you know real assets would be an important addition to a portfolio, but maybe not a large addition. Uh, we we see when when Everdeen talks to clients, we you know we see clients moving anything from about five to ten percent of their portfolio in total, and in many cases that would include real estate. So we're, you know we're to think about a huge part of your portfolio, and I think again getting back to the the idea that there is a certain portfolio insurance component here, not just from a diversification, but also from an inflation hedging perspective. I think that's what people think about when they think about adding real assets to a portfolio. So, in this environment, what what kind of real assets would you suggest at this point? Well, I just, you know, A, from a cyclical perspective, I think we've been in a very interesting commodity price environment, right? You've seen, you know, up until very recently, just about every commodity, you know, falling, falling well below what it had been trading at a few years ago. Uh, we actually like some of the longer-term interesting opportunities in the asset class. The fact that a lot of these, a lot of these uh, sectors, because there hasn't been a whole lot of institutional attention paid, you know, are highly fragmented from an ownership perspective. Farmland, for example, in the United States is really dominated by small family farms. Mm -hmm. And we believe that there's probably an opportunity to invest in the farmland sector here in the U.S., irrespective of what you think of as near-term agriculture commodity prices, as something for the long-term investor. And remember, we're talking about long-term investments that you could probably get in today at a pretty interesting valuation where long-term there's probably a lot of room for growth. How much competition, though, is there? Because we have... Um 
our Peggy Collins come on. She covers our invest, investing team here at Bloomberg News. And there's family offices. There's more and more folks getting into these kind of real assets, if you will. So how much competition is there for having a piece or some exposure to this type of investing? And what does that do to maybe some of the pricing to get into it? Yeah, well, look, I think one of the big issues that this asset class has had historically has been one of accessibility, right? If you weren't a large public pension plan or a large family office or an institutional investor, look, it was just really hard to access the asset class. Um, it's an asset class that's highly technical. You know, we're talking about, you know, degrees in biology, geology, um, engineering to really fully understand the broad swath of, uh, of real assets investments. And there is no question, there is no question that a number of investors have spooled up their own internal capability. I think some of the things that we find interesting even today is the fact that penetration on the, on the part of investors is still fairly limited, you know, by and large. Obviously, people have become comfortable with investing in commercial real estate for many years, energy as well. But there, you know, look, there are, there are asset classes that still people tend to avoid for reasons, you know, due to the fact that they maybe don't understand them quite well. Um, things like timber, things like farmland, you know, particularly things like the mining sector, where I still think that there's probably ample opportunity to, to, you know, to find pretty interesting opportunities. Jim Gasparoni, the head of real assets at Aberdeen Asset Manager. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Interesting stuff. Carol, what do you think? Want to buy a farm? Uh, yeah, let's do it. I've always hopefully wanted they, to have a farm, actually. Hopefully they raise grapes. <laughs> yeah. This is Bloomberg Radio.